0: Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors Podcast. We're here live at the SCI convention. We're in the Outdoorsman's booth, and I'm joined here by my guiding partner Dar Colburn, and we have Chris Denham of Western Hunter Magazine, Elk Hunter Magazine. They got the West Hunter Hunter TV show. Uh, it's great to have you here, Chris.
1: Thank you, Jay. Appreciate it. It's a it's an energetic and lively environment, so it's cool we're able to do this here
0: yeah you know it uh, makes uh kind of nice to do it we've done some podcasts you've been on the podcast right. uh, and uh it's better to do it in person i think oh. you get a little bit better feel and um guys are saying that the audio is quite a bit better so it's it's great to have you here it seems like the traffic around the show today is uh quite
1: a bit uh more busy yeah it's typically uh, i was just looking at the board out there this is the outdoorsman's the outdoorsman's been doing this show for over 20 years now. yeah yeah so i've I probably was here working with the outdoorsmans on it for eighteen or twenty years and um, traditionally the way it goes, Wednesday's a little slow, Thursday starts picking up, Friday goes crazy and then Saturday dies off. So today's Friday, today will be the, the big day.
0: Yeah, sounds like certainly
1: good. with this crew, you know, the the election, all you know, all the negative stuff we're hearing. This the crowd here, they they're they're excited. They're yeah. excited about the new direction of the country and, and and they're here spending money. I've been talking to some of the outfitters this morning, and every, I talked to three different outfitters. Every one of them said it's the best show they've ever had so far. And, so, and that's and
0: fantastic, hunts. and I think that speaks for the sentiment that people are feeling with, with what happened with the election. And, you know, um, people spending money, it, 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 that's proof in the pudding right there. Yeah. Um, Chris, what have you been up to these days? I uh, haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, How your, How'd your 2016 hunting season go?
1: Sixteen was awesome, um, awesome and in, in every regard, really. I had uh, I had an opportunity come up to do a doll sheep on Alaska, which honestly I never thought they would I would ever pull that off. It kind of happened
0: re- fast, didn't it? Yeah,
1: I had literally about about three weeks notice when it all came down. It was a kind of a cancellation hunt. Uh, we did a two on one, so I finally got the price down where I said, "This is crazy. I got to do this." Mm-hmm. And uh, it was an amazing experience. It's it was fifteen days backpacking. Um, it was an area that you can only walk in you can't fly you no know, horses it's a walking area only area and uh like i told the outfitter he said yeah you know by day three day four we'll be into sheep and you know i'm gonna guess what happened and i told steve i said dude that's just not when western hunter shows up that's not the way things go Pla- plans you just kick throw the plans out the window yeah i didn't know how right we were gonna be because it was ended up killing on the 12th day and uh and then it was three days just to get out back to the highway. So it was so one of those...
2: Was that three or four days just because you're traveling, getting in there, hiking? Or- yeah, or- it just takes that long. Gotcha.
1: You know, it's just that far in there. And really, it's funny, when I look back at the maps and look at Google Earth, it might only have been, on Google Earth, eight miles, maybe ten miles in. But there was three, two or three mountains you had to get up and over that were just absolutely hairy, you know, some mm-hmm. hair-raising stuff.
0: And uh, you are... About as thin as I've seen you in a long, long time. Thanks to that and,
1: sheep hunt in large part. Yeah,
0: know. and uh, fortunately, you had already been uh, really working on your fitness. It's kind of, tell me a little yeah. bit about when that started and then how, when you found out about the sheep hunt, how it was like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of ready for yeah. this.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, it's a, it's a great story for, I do, I do uh, train to hunt, train to hunt competitions and <clears throat> I'm in the super master's
2: class. The old guys, 50 and over. <laughs> by, by performance or age? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's honestly,
1: though, that super master's class, when I look around, there's some, I mean, for guys over 50, and then I look at the times of the guys, the 25, 35-year-old guys, we're just a few right steps behind, behind yeah. them. Yeah. So it's, but the, the cool part is, they're all old guys, they're all type A personalities, and they're, or every, every one of us is super competitive, but at the same time the whole competition thing is like a thing of the past you you're know, just we're, having fun we're, yeah. just, we're having yeah. a blast we're supporting the heck out of each other you're then, you're competitive with yourself almost oh, yeah yeah but having fun with your buddies oh and everybody yeah all the guys and these are all guys i i never knew until the train to hunt events doing them around the country and uh so now we're all facebook friends so then and then the chiding starts on facebook about what workouts you do today and you know i did the donut workout and so mm-hmm. it when I we all were like We did one in Utah last year and early in the summer. And it was like all of the guys that I knew were going to be some of the top guys. So we got this. So then we ramped it up big time on each other's, like, really getting ready for nationals. And I went, I was like, I'm going to win nationals. And to win, you've got to carry a 60-pound pack over a four- or five-mile course. And you're you're literally running most of the time with a 60-pound pack on. So that was the kind of workouts I was doing to get ready for that. And then the sheep hunt idea came up. And I was like, "Man, I'm just I'm ready for this." Perfect training for a sheep. Perfect hunt. Perfect training. Yeah. Of course, the the sheep hunt was right on top of national, so I didn't get to do that. But uh, but yeah, it was perfect training for. The, so if anybody's want to get ready for a, a sheep hunt out there, go to trainhunt.com. Com. He's got workout stuff on on there, and it will you will get in sheep shape. That's you know?
0: awesome. Uh, uh, speaking of doll sheep, I actually um, booked a hunt in 2018 in the Northwest Territories with Arctic oh, Red for doll sheep. No so way! I'm, That's I'm awesome. excited.
1: Yeah now and will that be like a fly-in hunt or are you on horseback or
0: it's a fly-in then backpack hunt super cub in and then backpack from there so it's a a 10-day hunt and um i'm super excited like i haven't been this excited for a hunt in a long time
1: it is you know having done a lot of desert sheep hunts not as many as you guys yet but you know i've probably been on i don't know 15 20 sheep hunt kills uh desert sheep and so, I was super excited to do the doll sheep hunt just because it was something different, but i didn 't realize how different doll sheep hunting was going to be in the whole you know that way north experience yeah uh, uh, from what we do.
0: kind of waiting for Alaska dry. I also put in for Alaska doll sheep, right. and um, so we'll see, but we have pretty slim chance of doing that, and darn, and I put in for goats <coughs> up there also in Alaska. Oh so, did you yeah, so um, it's kind of fun stuff. Uh, what outfit did you use uh, out oh, yeah okay. freelance. Um, and and for the, the goat, actually, we uh, Frank Sanders. Oh, okay. Frank Sanders. I had him on the podcast, and for goat, uh, went through him. And uh, we're excited to see. I don't think we have very good odds, but you never know. And uh, uh, speaking of your doll sheep hunt, um, did you get a chance to um, eat any of that meat on the mountain? Because I hear it's phenomenal.
1: It is phenomenal, but I didn't. No? No. In the Chugach, one of the problems, that in the 15 days I was there... I wore pants without rain gear one time. It was raining. I if was going to ask you about that. It wasn't raining. You looked around and going, said it's going to rain, so I might as well just leave the rain gear on." Yeah. So you were
2: in the Chugach, or yeah, okay. Chugach.
1: Yep. Yeah. And uh, so in the Chugach, once you're above the brush line, there's no there's no wood up there. And then when you're down in the bottoms, it's like you're right 400 feet, and it's just marshy. There was no dry wood. We couldn't have started a fire with a flare. You know, you it was you. not wasn't happening. So we. We'd like to have eaten some because otherwise we we had to pack it all out of there.
0: Everything I've heard about the Chugach, um, and that's one of the areas I applied for in Alaska, is, man, down on the bottoms it's just nasty alders and brush and, and, you know, it's rocky, bouldery, kind of hard to get around in the Chugach. Did you face that for 15 days?
1: Oh, yeah. It's like there's no easy step. No easy step. Even when you look out across the valley that you're going to cross, you look at it and go, That's I can't wait to get down there. And you get down there, and it's going to be just, like, clumps of grass with six inches of water on each side. So you're, like, jumping from clump to clump. I mean, it literally got to the point where there's big boulder fields. We'd walk across the boulder fields, you know, and you're jumping from rock to rock because it was easier than the vegetation was, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like there, there's no easy step. We said we've hiked 100. And, we figured about 100 to 105 miles. But look at the map. I bet it wasn't near that far. It just but it was hundreds and hundreds of hours you know it took it take two hours sometimes to go a mile yeah
0: how did you adapt to it being so light uh for so long
1: you know i wish i could say i adapted well you know because i was there long enough but i uh i definitely got there's actually a syndrome there's actually a name for it when you're 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 soaking up all that sun that sunlight for you know 22 23 hours a day that your pituitary gland decides it goes into overload and you get a little manicky and uh and it definitely happened to me i, I had a really hard time by day 10 11 uh you know physically or exhausted but i still couldn't go to sleep and i'm one of these people i'm horizontal for 30 seconds i'm out and i could and that the, the last night in fact i probably laid there for three hours wow before i fell asleep any I'm advice medic- you
0: could give to someone going uh what you would maybe do different next time
1: yeah the the the, the old-fashioned eye covers that you know, people sleep little with. little mask yeah, thing. Yeah, the mask thing. Just just to be able to block like out the Like the little sunlight. old ladies in the movies where Absolutely. they got the
0: black thing over, the pink deal over their eyeballs.
1: Absolutely, and it works. Yeah. I mean, I talked to a bunch of people. and fortunately my wife's a psychiatrist, and she explained that to me after I got home. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about that before I left. But I've been to Alaska three times in the middle of the summer when it's the maximum sunlight, but always in an RV or something like that where you can block it all out so it didn't really didn't cross my mind beforehand that sleeping in a tent uh, that it would, I would you would need anything I every mean, that that problem would exist i mean i literally i took a headlamp <clears throat> the very last night we were there it was starting to you actually start to get a little bit dark at night and of course, that was a night I couldn't sleep. And I would get up and go ahead and turn my headlamp on, and it's dead. You know, no battery's probably been turned on my pack for 15 days. But that was the only time I even thought about turning my headlamp on. Wow! wow. There's always some kind of in 15 days. 15 days. Wow! 15 days. wow. wow. Yeah. What
0: other hunts in 16 jump out at you? I know with the TV show, you're always going on hunts and stuff. Were there some others that jumped out at you?
1: Yeah, my elk hunt in New Mexico. It was just I. I hit one of those, I hit the magic time, and it's happened to you guys before I know, where you find that there's four or five cows, obvious, in estrus, and a, f- a herd of 40 cows. So there was like six, seven, eight bulls, all big, mature bulls, all just, it was absolute mayhem for In a days. meatball. Archery? 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 Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely crazy. I mean, the day I killed, I, I, I literally felt invisible to the elk. Cause I, I made probably fifty mistakes. I had to have, you know. I mean, there was because uh, I, I was like, I got to keep moving. I got to stay up with them, and then all of a sudden, you're sneaking up, and then there's a bull looking at you from forty yards, just looking at you, and then looks at you for two seconds, and then just off walks off. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, just no spooky, no. Barking. Yeah, they got something else on their mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're so fired up, and uh, it was epic. It was like I, when the show comes out, it's going to be really cool because it's the audio. It's really kind of thick country, so it was, it was tough to get lots of elk on film. But the, the bugling was literally just nonstop. That's you know, awesome. Glunking, bu- bugling, just
2: chaos. Yeah. And did you film your sheep hunt as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: That'll yep. be coming this this season this, on yeah. Western Hunter TV?
2: Yep. It'll be probably, we'll
1: be on third and fourth quarter, so we'll start uh, July, first week in July. And uh, we're, we're going to be on Monday nights this year. Okay. So we were on Thursday nights last year. We'll be on Monday nights this year. I, mean, I think our time slot will be, I think we're going to be right behind Meat Eater again. So, like, I think 7.30 Arizona time. Sportsman um, Channel. Sportsman yeah. Channel, yep. Yep, and then that hunt, then it went from there, it went back to Alaska. It went to Kodiak Island, uh, blacktail hunting on Kodiak Island. And, I mean, honestly, as as amazing as that doll sheep hunt was, the Kodiak Island hunt was every bit as epic. I mean, and just, I mean, it's people use that word all the time, but it really is. I mean... The combination of big bears, you know, the big bears, the you know, snow-capped peaks and flying in a float plane and deer all over the place and caribou, it was... Adventure. It, it, high adventure.
2: So was that a backpack <clears throat> hunt also or was that no, a we, stay Nate on a I, boat? Or? Yeah,
1: no, we we flew in. Okay. Uh, Nate and I went with, we had two videographers. So we, we had a float plane drop us in on a bay um, right on the edge of the ocean. And then we just, we set up a camp and hunted from there, hmm. which is it's great it makes really good tv it's it, it's a little bit confining because you can't go very far i mean the country's just as tough as, as Doll sheep country and uh so going four miles is is a big that's a big deal you know that's a big hike
2: and was that archery or was that a rifle hunt we,
1: it's either or i took a bow and a rifle and unfortunately the we we, we in kodiak it seems like they get a week of nice weather then a week of nasty weather and a week of nice weather and a week of nasty weather well, we landed on the last day of the good weather. We flew out on the first day of the good weather. It, I mean, it was, we had 50-mile-an-hour winds and rain, and yeah, every now and then it would, things would clear out for like a couple hours, but it was tough. I mean, uh, so bow hunting, like literally 80% of the time, you couldn't even make an ethical shot. I mean, in camp, I'm shooting at a target, we took a little ball target, shooting at a target at 20 yards hoping I hit the target at 20 yards. Just wow. wind's just pushing you so hard. Wow. So
2: it sounds like uh, your two hunts in Alaska, rain gear was rain gear is critical. Critical. Age.
1: Yeah, it's dude, your rain gear's rain gear is really important. A rain gear that fits right, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's important.
0: You know, one question I have for you, I think you're a great person to ask this question is is growing up in Arizona and doing as much <laughs> coosier hunting and sheep hunting and you know, a lot of the same uh country that Dar and I roll around in when you travel to some of these other areas you know alaska and go into these places um how does it compare to our coos deer country and 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 just from a getting around standpoint i mean i feel like sometimes if you're used to coos deer country you can pretty much handle anything yeah. i mean
1: do you feel that way oh absolutely it's it, in fact it always amazes me to come back and go coos deer hunting after doing all these other hunts just how hard it is um, and Randy Rocky is our videographer he was with me in Alaska he was with me on both trips in Alaska and uh, and then he came down to New Mexico and we filmed a hunt in New Mexico acoustic hunting this year and after day one he goes holy crap this is hard this is the hardest hike uh, you know hiking I've done all, all year and you know, he's the guy that's following Nate Simmons around the mountains yeah you know I mean because it, 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 it's just the, our loose rock and and you know grass that covers up the rocks I mean it just even everything grabs week, you and everything you grabs and you, and, pokes pokes you yeah. Yeah. and you can never take your eyes off the ground yeah. yeah if you look up and take two steps the third step you're probably going to be on the ground if you're not paying attention so yeah it's it is you know people call it the poor man sheep hunt you know i've heard that over the years and it is i mean for as, uh, as far as difficulty it's you know you're not doing typically two and three thousand foot climbs like you might do on a sheep hunt right mm-hmm. but uh but the 1,000-foot climbs in Coos Country are brutal. And the 1,000-foot descents, oh, I think yeah. the descents, the descents yeah. are harder here than, a, than yeah. Alaska. So yeah. looking
0: forward uh, in, in uh, this year with the fall coming up, your summer, I'm sure you've got some plans already. Do you have anything in particular that you're super excited about or or any special hunt particular that you're like, I'm ready, I'm I'm anxious for this one coming?
1: Well, it it all, yesterday, it all kind of came together for me. Um, The outfitter I hunted with in Alaska um, is working on a new area that he wants to open up for brown bear hunting and spring brown bear hunts. And he said, you know, it's going to be just, it's going to be kind of a miserable hunt. We're actually going back to where we sheep hunted. And uh, he said it's going to be really, really tough. He goes, I don't know exactly what we're doing. He goes, so I don't want to bring a real client. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm not sure. It, it, it's I took it as a compliment. Yeah, yeah.
2: He's, You're the guinea pig. You're the guinea pig. Yeah. You
1: know. And he goes, I know you got you can do it. You know, it's going to be because it's going to be tough. And uh, so I'm going to go to I'm going to go brown bear hunting in Alaska at the end of April. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. It was never. It was not on my bucket list until 24 hours ago. I never wow. ever thought I could put. Will that be that.
0: archery or will that be a rifle?
1: It's either or, um, and we talked about the archery idea. Um, not totally opposed to it. The only thing, it'll probably. I'll be ready for that. But the only thing that I'm that's going to be frustrating or hard is if it's weather's if the weather's cold or if it's windy, you have to wear so many so much clothing, yeah. that you know shooting, yeah. you know and if I was going on a muskox hunt or something like that where it's like yeah, you know, you can just keep working around it. But if you don't make a good shot on a brown bear, you know, things things can get a little hairy. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm I you know, I'd, I'd love to do it with a bow, but at the same time, I mean, you literally you're talking about everybody's lives. Life, you know, yeah, yeah it's life and death. It's not yeah. just
0: You know, Chris, one question I would have for you um being a hunter before you were filming TV show, now you're filming a TV show. Is it hard sometimes to maybe do the hunts that you personally want to do as opposed to like knowing that maybe you've already done that hunt and maybe I need to do something new for the show? And and I'm just curious in the fight in your own mind, how do you prepare your hunts and maybe what you choose to do because it's TV or not? Or are there some that you just say, I'm doing that? you know even if we've already done it i i want to do that hunt how's it work
1: yeah it's a good question because it's something that nate and i talk about constantly and and like right now those conversations are happening because we're we're applying for draws and because we hunt you know private or public land almost basically 100 percent of the time uh we depend on the draws and so we try or, or over the counter tags um so we try to keep it mixed up you know and not try not to do if we do a hunt. Like like deer hunting in Arizona is a good example. I think, we've, I think we've aired three episodes, and I've been in the same unit every time, but every time we do it a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, next year I want to do the same hunt, but next year I want to do it backpack only, you know, and, and just mix it up and give it a, just a little different flair because I'm going coos deer hunting. You know, right. we're going to, and yeah. so, and I think one of the things that's really true is, like, Nate could go do a high country mule deer hunt over and over and over again. Because he loves it so much, it comes across. You know that passion just comes, it comes through on the camera, because you really do deep down love what you're doing, and and uh, and we're terrible actors. So you know, well acting, that's the thing. You're not acting. We can't you're doing what it. you love, that's and right. you're being it's you. Which, and yeah. if it's real, then that's going to come through. Yeah. You know, I know. I, I feel sometimes when I watch other hunting shows where guys were just literally making a show trying That's, too hard yeah. yeah they were there to make a show and they weren't there because they loved what they were doing yeah and uh so for us the nice thing is we can mix it up so much when yeah. I mean, we got 13 western states and 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 i'm kind of at the point in my life too where i like i like it, the adventure of going to a new area not knowing anything about it and start from mm-hmm. scratch you know it's not necessarily the best way to kill the biggest animal out of that unit but i love the the process of of learning the you know learning just showing up and learning the area and figuring out and, and making it all happen
0: we were talking in a previous episode about i was kind of talking about kind of as you mature as a hunter and in my own trying to mature as a hunter and as a person um, not that we don't both try and still kill big stuff but we were talking that you know it, it seems like the older you get the more it's about the adventure more right. about the friendship more about just taking everything in curious if you have seen that in your own hunting career aside from the tv right you know not even taking that into account um and i know you've you have shot some giant animals yourself um how your own progression is in that in
1: that regard that uh, in the same way i mean i really scores literally don't really mean anything to me anymore whatever you know whatever the mountain offers i'm going to try to take advantage of that but like for elk i mean i've killed one big bull and of course i'd like to kill 10 more really big bulls but my only criteria for a successful elk hunt is i want him to bugle and i want him to i want to be able i just want to hear him bugle and be able to hunt him if it's if i'm in colorado and it's a 240 inch five point Man, if he's bugling and chasing screaming cows his guts and screaming out. His, I'm, right. I'm, I'm yeah. stoked. Yeah. I'm all in for that. Yeah, and yeah.
0: and do you? I mean, do you honestly think it's a it's an age thing as you mature, or do you think it's a function of maturity from adventure that you've already done and, and just like wanting to strive for more than just shooting the biggest animal?
1: Yeah, it certainly age is a factor. Only in the, that wisdom comes with age for people that actually think about it you yeah. know i mean you mm-hmm. and of course being in the business uh you know i'm always processing hunting you know and, and w- where hunting's going and and then i see things i don't like and so i want to make sure that i understand why i don't like what i see here and that i don't portray that myself yeah. um yeah. you know social media you know love it or hate it you know social media is the best hunter's best friend and it's also probably our worst enemy right yep. now yeah and and i think what I've seen, I think, is just too much of is people, when you go on Facebook, you know, I'm sure you guys, your feed's the same as mine. It yeah. is one dead animal after another. So people go on there and they think, they see all of this success happening and it doesn't happen for them. So they have this compelling desire to make sure that they can throw a big animal off on Facebook and get 600 likes. Yeah. You know, and get it it's shared all over the place. So they, it makes them feel good, yeah. you know? And, uh. It, it is sad because it's created it, it has created a an air of if you that you got to kill big in order to be cool yeah you yeah, know yeah. it's and and it creates things i mean not to to pick on the bomars at all but you know the speared bear thing in alberta you know i think if they really looked around looked outside of the the five thousand friends they had and realized that the whole world doesn't actually want to see this you know yeah, yeah. Like, they don't want to see this but well, i think
0: there's something to that um You know, it's just interesting as you mature as a hunter, as a person, how things change. I know I'm different than I was. I like to think that I'm better than I was as far as skills and getting better, but also mentally and trying to just mature as a hunter. Right. Um, I've certainly done things that I wish I hadn't have done. I think we all have. Oh, yeah. Um, Moving forward with your businesses and things you have going on. What's what's in the future for uh, Western Hunter, Elk Hunter, Wilderness Athlete? What's going on?
1: Well, we do have a, a bit of announcement. Hopefully, depending on when this airs, people may or may not know. But what I've decided to do with the magazines is actually merge Elk Hunter and Western Hunter magazine. Okay. Uh, we just we looked at it, and we have about eighty percent crossover people buying both magazines because they love both magazines. And but what we were struggling with was being able to stay focused. And because we'd go from doing an issue of Western Hunter to doing an issue of Elk Hunter, and having everybody having to switch gears, thinking about nothing but elk, and and then trying to get content that was kind of exclusively elk, um, we just decided you know to stay focused. Actually, the the thing that started the whole thing in my mind to do this uh, was because Elk Hunters actually extremely successful. We're like in the top five percent of all publications as far as sell through rate on the newsstand. My newsstand rep thinks I'm on drugs for doing this because we sell so well. But I was watching our own show. It was the last episode of the season. Randy Rocky, our videographer, did the show himself, and he did it from the videographer's perspective you know, of what he saw the year as. It was a really cool show, but the cool thing is I didn't see it in its final form until I literally watched it on my TV. So I'm sitting there watching it, and then – a commercial pops up for elk hunter and western hunter magazine that i'm in i'm you know i'm the guy in front of the camera when the commercial is over it's like what was i selling yeah one issue of elk hunter you got two issue of western hunter you can buy one of your both or two years of both or one year of you know one of one and i was like that was the most confusing commercial i've ever heard but then i thought i couldn't have done it any different you know it's it, it, so i figured you know what Let's streamline it, bring everything together. So, a cool thing is, we're going to bring like George Bates's horse packing articles that were just in Elk Hunter, bring those into Western Hunter. Will, uh, it,
0: will it fall under the Western Hunter name? Yes, it's, okay. all going,
1: to be, it's going to be called Western Hunter Magazine. Okay. We're going to go from four issues to six issues. Okay. And then our page count is going to go from 100, at least uh, the 116, maybe 132. So, it's going to be a much more expanded format. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be just a bigger, better Western Hunter magazine. From a content perspective, we're actually going to be printing the same number of pages. It's just going to be in six issues instead of eight issues, and it'll be under one title. Gotcha. And Fred Eichler's coming in this year. Awesome. I'm super excited nice. to have Fred in, yeah.
0: Awesome. And when when will people see that transition, or when when will it all roll over into
1: one? Yeah, it's, we're printing the last issue of Elk Hunter. Literally, it goes to the printer today. Uh, so it'll be out uh, the middle of, middle of February, that one. That'll be the final issue of Elk Hunter. And then so we got at the beginning of April, that one will go to the printer so folks will start seeing it at the middle of April. Okay. <laughs> middle to end of April. Okay. Forgive awesome. us if it's a little late because I told the guys, this is going to be the new and improved Western Hunter. So I told the guys, if we're a week late, that's so be it. For yeah. two weeks late, so be it. You know, let's just make Give sure this right. first issue we get,
0: yeah. it we get Have it right. a good first issue. yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome, and then with the TV show you've already talked about, it's going to air after Stephen Rinella's uh, Meat Eater, yeah, on the Sportsman's Channel, and then with the uh, merger, I guess so to speak, of Elk Hunter, or it's maybe not the right word, but right. Um, it's all going to fall under Western Hunter Magazine, right? Um, yeah. How about Wilderness Athlete? What's going on with that? With that?
1: How, wilderness Athlete's just doing awesome. I mean, the company just keeps growing, and it, it's we have an amazing team of people. If anybody's, if anybody has any questions about nutrition sure you can go to our website but feel free to pick up the phone and call i mean the the, everybody that picks up the phone at wilderness athlete can talk and and knows what they're talking about and they're not just talkers i mean they're all i mean the the first thing they do as soon as they're closed down in the afternoon is they all go hit the gym together or doing the trails together and uh kevin's going to be doing kevin again from wilderness athletes going to be doing the rim to rim to rim with me again this year and they're all wilderness athletes um, but, uh, yeah, we've got a, a, some exciting new products are going to come out with a vision product this year. Uh, we just came out with the new elite line, uh, for, for guys that are really trying to, and actually I'm trying to do it. I'm a, I, my goal is to try to drop 10 pounds of body fat and pick up five pounds of muscle mass. And it's a heck of a challenge at 54 to think that that might even be possible. Yeah. But, Cause you're
2: going like this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And how, Excuse how are me. you, how are you judging that?
1: Well, I have a, uh, well, those biometric scales that that lands at the house today. So, <laughs> gotcha. So, it, it supposedly tracks body fat, but it's no, those none of those scales are actually really accurate. But they give you a trend. Give That's you a baseline kind of. Yeah, yeah. If, they, if you just get on the scale every day and just keep marking it down, you know, hopefully you'll see your body fat go down and, and your total body weight go down along with it.
2: And what, so you are doing the rim to rim to rim again. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna
1: do nice. it
0: again. How many years have you done it now? Uh, four
1: years. I know Dar did fit. it
0: uh what four years ago five, yeah, five years, five years,
2: years.
1: Yeah. he was when dar finished it i was like all right I need, I need to do this if dar can do
2: it you can do <laughs> it no, no. <laughs> I was like, you know i watched
1: the way you trained and we talked about it so yeah. much and i was like okay i gotta do it it's one of those things you just gotta bail off and do it you know and, yeah. and i know for the for the older guys you know dave martin and because of the 20 of us that do it like every each year there's about 20 that go and and do it and uh at least 10 of us are over 50 now. And and it's the the over 50 guys are there every year because it's like we we don't want to stop because it's like admitting that you're getting old, you know. Yeah. Like let's see if we can just stop if stop the clock yeah. here, you know. And it, you can't, can you? No, it doesn't stop. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't stop, but as long as you can keep you know, just the the discipline of of training that and that's really what it is for us is the discipline you have to go through for 4 or 5 months. Yep. And during, typically the four or five months where, as hunters, we're not being very well right. disciplined on diet and exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, when you come out at the end of April and you've done the rim-to-rim-to-rim, rim, rim, you're, you're ready now to start working on strength stuff and get ready for, yeah. for hunting season.
0: You know, Chris, um, I had the Utah tag on the beaver last year for elk, and I, I spent the summers up in Carbondale, Colorado, and I got what I thought was in shape colorado you know hiking around and doing all of that and went into the elk hunt and i was in i was in shape right but speaking real honestly i wasn't ready i wasn't ready for what i i, I did the hunt fine 116 days i came back to arizona but when i got home from the elk hunts i thought i'm gonna try and keep this going right. so i've actually in my own life been trail running pinnacle peak uh, uh Tomstum, the mcdowell's right. all the different trails in there and not big, you know, not big hikes like you're doing getting ready for the rim to rim to rim, but four to six miles a day. Yeah. And I missed Christmas Day or Christ, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. <laughs> and then anytime, like, there's a travel day, I kind of miss. But literally every day I'm home, I'm trail running. Yeah. And I've noticed, and, you know, I went from, I think, 192 pounds. I'm at 174 now. Dang. And it was amazing this later in the fall hunting season the sheep hunts and the cooster hunts in mexico i was telling dar man i just noticed myself being just that much not i don't know if stronger is the word but the ability to throw on my pack go hunt go hike up a gnarly ridge and then go like what's over the next ridge and right. go up another one and and the recovery time um so i mean four to six miles a day of. of of uh, you know pretty aggressive trails with some vertical drop it's made a huge difference in my life uh and then now booking this sheep hunt in 2018 uh my wife's like well now you have no excuse (laughs) at least you have to keep it up for a year and a half oh yeah it's it's amazing how much better i feel um and i i know you can probably attest to that
1: yeah because really true endurance is something that comes with lots of time you know i've noticed it each year even though I'm, you know, getting a year older, I'm still at the point where each year it gets, it's not, it's easier. Yeah. You know, it's it's literally easy, a little bit easier because my endurance is getting better. Plus, I think the biggest part is you get mentally tough. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me. I, I mean, for sure. I mean, you get to grind it and, you know, you, but for me, it's the consistency. Sure, yeah. there's days that I don't want to do it, but I found actually the longer I've done it. So since October 1st, I've been really consistent that on the days that I don't do it, I actually kind of feel a little weird, yeah. and I feel, mental, with my own self, I feel guilty, like I need to go, yeah. you know, if for some reason that morning I can't do my trail, I do it in the afternoon to make sure I get it in, yeah. and uh, I've just had
1: fun with it. I think it's a big deal, with, too, that everyday mentality, because, you know, when you're hunting, it's the same thing you go through. I mean, you're tired, you're sitting on this ridge, and you're like, okay, i got three hours of daylight, it's going to take me an hour to get over there. Do I really want to do this? You know, and then, you know, when you get up every day and say, I'm going to go pound that trail no matter what, it makes that decision process just, it just makes it easier, I think. Sure, it's, uh, sure. Especially trail running. That's one thing I've, I've started doing a lot more of. Instead of just hiking, running. Because running will take you to that,
0: yeah. that, that mm-hmm. threshold. And right. I'll even tell you, like, even after elk season and after training in Colorado and mainly just hiking, when I started in October – Doing Pinnacle Peak and doing Tom's Thumb and doing some of these things. Don't get me wrong. I was walking. I was hiking. Right. And then I got, as as I was doing it every single day, I got to where I could run up slowly. Right. Jogging up, walking down. Jogging up, walking down. Now I get where the steepest sections, I'm like running. I still walk down because I just feel like running downhill is really bad on my joints. But... It's amazing how your body really reacts in a short period of time. Yeah. Where I thought it was a long period of time, but really it's a couple weeks, yeah. and all of a sudden I'm like I'm running uphill. Yeah. Whereas two weeks ago I'd have died if I had done right. that. Right. You know. But your body can, you know, react you know, the quickly. Your body's amazing.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean it's, it's uh it's one of those I, I you know people talk about. Well, I don't want to do this. I don't want to abuse my body. It was made. To do this, yeah. I mean, we were made to, to, yeah. to abuse it by yeah. our, by today's standards. Yeah. When you look at the way people lived, even a hundred years ago, and yeah. things people had to do, I mean, you know, yeah, we're pretty soft. Yeah, pretty soft. <laughs> we've gotten soft. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, I mean, the body the body can handle it. Yeah. You know, and you have good nutrition and rest. You know, it's yeah, are critical, but the body can handle it. Yeah.
0: Well, it's been awesome having you on. I know yeah, you got you. other people here to see at the show, um, but uh, I know. If, I want to thank you because you have been, uh, you know, we're here at SDI Convention. They raise a lot of money for uh, hunting across the world. And I know in our own home state, uh, you've been an ambassador for hunting uh, for sportsmen. And, and, and DAR, DARS have uh, done a lot of volunteering and your time. And, you know, time is the most valuable commodity we have. Right. And you've done a lot of it. uh uh, for many many years and i just want to thank you for that and i think it's a great place here the safari club international you know they do great things they do and um you know it's just conservation minded i think of you uh and so i want to thank you for that thank you for coming on and good luck with your hunts coming up this season and and good luck with the uh, uh train to hunt events and and uh the rim to rim and it's uh I'm I'm anxious for you on the brown bear hunt. yeah
1: thank you yeah. Thank you Jay. Thank you Dar yeah. thanks for
0: having me yeah great.